welcome to part two of Origin Stories, the first two-part episode of That One Type Podcast. Joining us are Tisha and Tim, your hosts. Well, you want to hear my story? Yes, I do. Sure. I'm excited. Okay, so um, let's go back in the time machine. Uh, so I was, um, I started getting sick in 1979. Okay. Um, somewhere around the beginning of the summer, 1979, I got the flu, or some type of virus. Um, typical flu symptoms, you know. I mean, I was sick for probably a week, maybe 10 days. Um, but on top of that, so I was um, 11. I was a fat kid. I grew up with sweet and low, or it was saccharin at that time. It wasn't even sweet and low. It was saccharin. Um, and then it became sweet and low. Um, tab. There was no Diet Coke. Um, do you know what tab stands for? No. Totally artificial beverage. Is that right? Yep. There's no way. Yep. There's no way. I know that because they I know the guy that named it. Invented marketing yet? Yep. Saccharin and totally artificial Social beverage. beverage. <laughs> yep. Which was tab. First draft ass product names. Yep. So, um, so there was tab. There was diet right. Um, those were oh Shasta. Actually, I like Shasta. You ever have a Shasta? Oh yeah. Shastas are kind of like these these ice things, except they were Isn't soda. That the Albertson soda brand. I don't know. Albertson. I don't know, but you can still buy them. Yes, because uh-huh. yeah, they uh, come in big bottles. They were great because they weren't like Shasta. little twelve ounce. They were like sixteen ounce bottles. Yeah. yeah. And they had great flavors. They had chocolate and lemon lime and um, red red crush or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but it was good. Um, but it was sugar free. Um, so there, there wasn't a lot of choices. Uh, and if you wanted cereal, you had cornflakes, raisin bran, uh, and pick the raisins out because they were coated in sugar. Um, and um, maybe checks if you were lucky. Uh, or puff rice. Puff rice was good too. And puff rice was good because puff rice had a big serving size. You could eat nice. a big bowl of that. <laughs> um, but so I was a fat kid. Um, I come from a fat family. Uh, my mother was overweight and... Um, and her side of the family was overweight. I mean, I have pictures of my relatives that I looked small next to. Um, so I started losing weight. Okay. And so nobody thought anything of it because I was also going to be 12 in January. Right. They're thinking, okay, well, puberty's hitting good. You know, I had a little growth spurt too. I was getting taller and losing weight. Um, but they didn't pick up on the fact that I looked like I should have been in a prison camp. I was pale. Uh, you know, dark circles under my eyes. Just I, I look like death warmed over, literally. Mm. Um, no energy. Mm. Um, I remember every TV commercial, or every every time a TV show went to commercial, I was running to the bathroom to go to the bathroom, and copious amounts. You know, I mean, as much as my bladder could hold, and then going back, and of course, then I was probably drinking three times as much. Once I got back to watch television. Um, and then you have that problem overnight while you're sleeping. So you're not getting any sleep because you're waking up to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and it's not like, okay, I'll just lay here and it'll go away. No, because it's continuing to mount. Yeah. You know, your bladder's getting larger and larger, and you know, the next thing you know, you've got to go. Um, so this just went on and on for probably a month or two maybe. So we're talking maybe now. September-ish. I also had gotten braces. So, and I was like, fat, I had to wear braces. 
So, um, and I was developing acne. You know, I was a pleasure to look at. Um, and my tongue got swollen. Literally, you could see the taste buds on my yeah, tongue. Yeah, they were yeah. just inflamed and um, very uncomfortable. Huh. So um, my mother took me to the dentist. He said, never seen it before. Don't know. <laughs> um, but you did just get braces, so maybe you have a reaction to the braces. Go see the orthodontist. Allergic to metal. Yeah, uh, that would be great. Take these, big old shred. take these things off, man. Yeah. Uh, so I went to the orthodontist. He's like, nope, never seen it before. And so mind you, this is not like, you know, go to the dentist today, go to the orthodontist tomorrow. This is like, go to the dentist two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the orthodontist three weeks from now. Um, or when I had my next appointment. And he's like, nope, I've never seen it before either. Um, maybe you should go to the pediatrician. <laughs> hmm, probably not a bad idea. Uh, so when, you know, I had all the symptoms. I was, uh, so with, um, with type 1 diabetes, there's the three Ps, called polyphagia, polyuria, and polydipsia. So polyphagia is hungry. Okay. Um, polyuria is pissing your brains out. Um, mm -hmm. And polydipsia is thirsty. Okay. So I had them all mm -hmm. at the same time, mm -hmm. going rampant. Um, so I went to the doc, and uh, he said, uh, I don't know. I've never seen it before either. This is not the answer that I want as an 11-year-old, you know. Um, so he said, uh, let's run some tests. Uh, now, we're talking 1979 now. Um, the A1C didn't get, uh, the, the A1C test didn't come into being until 1980. Uh, there were no finger sticks they didn't do finger stick testing because that hadn't come into existence yet either. Um, and so that wasn't an option at the doctor's office. Now, he could have done a urine test, but, and I certainly wouldn't have had a problem giving him a sample. Uh, but I'm not sure why he didn't. But um, he recommended that I go to the lab and have a glucose tolerance test. So if you're not familiar with that, glucose tolerance test is that you go in, they draw your blood, they see what your blood sugar is, and then they give you um, a bottle of syrup, basically, orange-flavored syrup. Nice. Yeah. Um, yes. And then they test your blood sugar like every hour to see how your body's reacting to it. Okay. Uh, and that was a, sort of the definitive test. And that's pretty dangerous too, right? Depending on what, what condition you have that they're testing for? Uh, well, it's usually only used for diabetes. Right, right, right. Um, and it, it's a challenge yeah. to see how your pancreas is responding. Yeah. Um, so I remember getting up there. You have to go got out on, on an awful hour, like 7 in the morning. I had to be at the lab uh, after having not slept on my, pissing my brains out. Yeah. You know? um, for months. Yeah, um, and just that night, you know. Uh, so we went, and uh, the lab tech drew my blood, and um, she spun it down and tested it. She had the ability to test it, so she was the lab. So I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what she had going on there, but she had the ability to test it because I know probably 20 minutes later she called my mom back, who my mom was friends with her, um, and um, I hear them talking, and the next thing I know, we're headed out the door to the hospital. Um, so it turns out that my baseline was 800. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just, just a little high. Um, huh. those, are, those are fetal position on the bathroom floor levels. Um, I was managing. I didn't, yeah, I, I was just pushing through. You know, I was miserable. I felt like crap because I had been dealing with it for months. And you've probably been dealing with it for 
a, you know, a month or two, too. I'm also a little dramatic when I'm sick, so I don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so, I, I, and I, I really think that Tisha probably had some pancreatitis thrown in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of the pain she had, because DKA doesn't right. cause pain. Yeah. Pancreatitis um, does. But pancreatitis causes severe pain, severe abdominal pain. Which um, would be why they also could have thought appendicitis. Appendicitis, right. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't have any pain or anything, and I was just miserable. Um, so my mother, I remember my mother calling my grandmother, who was a retired nurse, um, and saying, um, we're, we're taking him to Sinai, which was the local the hospital that actually had a pediatric ward. We had a hospital that was only two minutes away, but they didn't see kids. Um, so we're going to Sinai. Um, meet us at the Green Spring Inn. So my grandparents belonged to a supper club, <laughs> um, which I liked the supper club. It was a nice place because they had creamed mint parfaits. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of know what a supper club is. It's like a members-only restaurant, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep, where they have a, you know, this, this, this supper club was an art deco because that's when it was founded. Yeah. Um, they had a big band. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you paid membership to belong. It was kind of like a dinner country club. Um, without the country club, right, right. Uh, and you still had to pay for dinner, yeah. um, but you you were served well, and they had good food, and um, and I like the cream de menthe parfait because they use real cream de menthe mm -hmm. <laughs> at 11 years old. Oh, Who yeah. wouldn't like it? You know, I mean, you got to have that real stuff. Yeah. So my mom's like, well, why don't you meet us at the Green Spring? Uh, and the Green Spring was actually just down the street from the hospital, um, since um, it's probably going to be the last one he has. <laughs> um, so needless to say when I got to the hospital it was like 1200 yeah. um, it was really really high <laughs> gotta make an entrance yeah Tim. I was just like yeah okay <laughs> um, so I, I went in they hooked me up to an IV just because I needed hydration uh, and they started insulin right away uh, and you know I don't know what it came down to but um, you know I started the, the process of learning how to be a diabetic, how to be a kid with diabetes. Um, and to my benefit, um, the, the head nurse there was also a diabetes educator. Um, and at that time, she was one of few in the country. Uh, so she really knew her stuff. Uh, and uh, she had, they had a great diabetes program uh, on that ward. Uh, and, you know, this was back when they didn't kick you out of the hospital. So I spent... I spent five days in the hospital learning. You know, the, the, I, I learned to inject an orange. Um, that's how they teach you. Uh -huh. Here, here's an orange. Here's a needle. Stick the orange because it has about the same resistance as your skin, um, and it's a reservoir to take in the saline that you. Yeah, that's use. how my mom said she learned. Yeah, mom. Yeah, mom probably learned on that because it's the easiest way to teach you, uh, because you can pinch it like you pinch skin, because uh, the orange will give. Like that? Did mom pinch you when she gave yeah. it? Or she just get okay, she yeah. Did, no. um, so um, back when I was diagnosed, the needles were long, so you had to pinch because the needle has to go into the right. sub Q. Right. Now they're short. I mean, they're, mm. they're short. I mean, like mm -hmm. that, yeah. tiny, teeny, tiny. You don't have to pinch anymore. Yeah. Um, but back then you did, or you had to give it at an angle. 
Um, so it does. So the needle doesn't go all the way in and like hit the bone. Is hit the muscle. So it doesn't hit the muscle. Okay, so okay. if it goes into muscle, then it gets absorbed much faster. Uh -huh. So anything that's intramuscular is absorbed quickly. Yeah. Uh, not as quickly as if you give it into a vein. Got it. Um, but if you give it into the fat, it's absorbed slowly. Um, so you had to make sure you got it into a sub-Q area. Um, that wasn't a problem for me. Yeah. Um, so. Um, so I do still have to pinch because I go straight into muscle or. Bleed, well, because you're tiny. <laughs> yeah, because you you don't <laughs> have you don't have the padding that I have. Yeah. Um. So, did you learn um, the arm against the wall method? No, I learned the arm on the leg. The arm on the leg. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know. What? Um. So, yeah. Go ahead and show him. This. Yeah. Put your arm up. Up like that, and I give my shoulder. And then you give him that spot that you have just so you pushed don't forward. Have to waste and, uh, because you can't pinch. You your can't own. pinch and give no, it. No, you can't pinch and right. give it. Or you can do the same thing with the side of a door. Or, or a doorway, mm -hmm. pull, you oh push, and then pull your arm down, and the, the tissue comes around. That's so interesting. Yeah. So that way you can get They're it pushing there. pushing their, their arm knee up with their knee in order to get enough skin purchase for the needle that right. you just would, no, would normally never have to think about. You wouldn't even think about it if you didn't have diabetes. Did you have to learn on an orange, or was there different um, tools by the time? I you actually learned... I actually learned at Diabetes Camp. Diabetes Camp. Yes, with Dr. Mark. Yes. Um, so he taught me how to do to my arm, actually. He taught me that method. Yeah, that's a great method. I remember teaching kids that at, at Diabetes Camp, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it works. Um, so. It does. Do you have, like, a needle there for the practice? Like, do you... Um, well... Or do you do, like, a pen? No, they watch you with the needle however you give your shots. Yeah. So you'd use... Either a syringe or an insulin pen needle, yeah. or um, the insulin pump gauge. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I am. I've been giving my insulin since the second day. So the first day, I let the nurses do it just because yeah, yeah, yeah. that was All their, their that was their gig, yeah. and um, I wasn't going to interfere. But then they came in the next morning and said, "Okay, it's your turn. It's your turn." Yeah. And so when you're ready, we'll let you do it. And I'm like, "Well, okay, I'm probably going to do this for the rest of my life, right?" Yep. Well. We're, we're going to no start. No better day than today. No better day. If not now, when? So um, I started and, um, you know, learned the process. And we can talk about that on another another episode. Uh, but so, yeah, that um, that day I got my cape and uh, came home. I was discharged the day before my 12th birthday. So, and my grandmother, God bless her, made me a sugar-free coconut cream pie. Where she Ooh. found a sugar-free recipe in 1980. I don't know, <laughs> but it was my favorite. That was what I got for my birthday for many, many years. Um, and then I learned to adjust for real food. <laughs> um, but who knows, and, and when I was diagnosed, so when when Tisha was diagnosed, they were carb counting and things, right? You, you had yeah. learned to carb count and all that. I learned to carb count. When I was diagnosed, there was no carb counting. It was, you get a half a cup of this, and a half a cup of this and a cup of this. And here's the list of things. If you don't like this food, you can have one of these. And we call that the exchange list. The exchange list. And so you carried that with you wherever you went. Um, and, you know, you were allowed three exchanges of carbohydrate and a milk and a fruit. And which is interesting because, you know, carbohydrate and fruit, I mean, milk and fruit are carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. But they separated them so you had a separate carbohydrate load that you could have and then milk and then fruit and you had to have all these things because you had to have this balanced diet and you had a fat portion you were you had to have fat 
So you had to have a pat of butter or some mayonnaise or something. Why? Because that was all part of the diet. Oh, you know, okay. it all was all calories. And so you were also on a number of calories. So I remember um, being on an 1,800-calorie diet. Hmm. And so that was all part of it. You know, and you couldn't deviate because that's what your insulin was based on. Okay. They have since learned. <laughs> and so you know, now we have so many eating patterns that are as healthy as what we were teaching people back then. But that's what they knew. And, you know, we've come a long way in that respect. And apparently are still kind of, you know, uh, learning more. We're, yeah, every day we're learning. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting to see the research and see how it's developing. Um, so what they thought, because I'm the only person in my family with type 1. Oh, okay. Really? That's yeah. not normal. But. That's not normal. Um, so um, I have worked at diabetes camps, and I worked in diabetes most of my professional career. Um, the docs that I've talked to have said, yeah, we, th- we think what happened around that period when you were diagnosed is um, the Coxsackie B virus um, and the chickenpox virus both carried another virus with them. And it would be Coxsackie B. Yeah, Coxsackie B virus. Uh, It's a common virus. Um, And then the um, chickenpox virus, Mm -hmm. varicella, would um, carry another virus with it. And that virus would attack the chemical structure of the beta cell. So the beta cell still functioned. It still made insulin. But... um, who did I explain that to? But essentially, um, it was speaking the right language, wearing the wrong clothes. And so the white cells of the body destroyed it. Um, and that's an autoimmune disease syndrome. Yeah. So diabetes, type 1 diabetes, now we know, is an autoimmune disorder. Um, we don't understand why. Um, that's one of the theories. And because I had gotten sick and then developed type 1, And while I was at summer camp, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, we had a grand number of kids um, who had just gotten over chickenpox before they were diagnosed with type 1. Um, So they were looking. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't know whether it was, you know, that viral thing or was it the stress of that particular virus itself. But they were coming out of chickenpox and flu, like myself, and having type 1 diabetes. Um, So... Um, yeah, and like I said, you know, I, um, I've been given insulin for 41 years. So my diversary is January 17th. Nice. Do you know your diversary? Um, no, all I know is February. So you got to ask mom, when's your diversary so that we can celebrate? I know. So. I just know it was right before Valentine's Day. Okay. Because well. they told me I couldn't have any candy and I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about holidays because there's, you know, all of our holidays in the United States are candy-based. That's, right. um, That's right. You know, we're food-based. And um, so we do belong to the Dead Pancreas Society. Yes. Um, nice. And uh, we are, uh, we do have our nemesis. Uh, and until we can figure out how to get it alive again, like Frankenstein, um, you know, but there's we have other conversations to have about technology and um, all sorts of things. So we have a whole list Fun now. things. I'm excited. Yeah. So um, that's our origin story. How did you come into the world, Trevor? 
Nice. I don't know. Uh, 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 my my uh, I I have I have an uncle with with type two, but uh, and I have a friend uh, back in back in Santa Barbara with with, with type one, um, who uh, it, it it just never comes up. The the people that I know with 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 diabetes, it just it just has never ever come up. Um, so I'm just really I'm I'm really eager to learn about all this stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, so I guess today is my anniversary. Okay, okay. so yeah. welcome to the world. Uh, we're, we'll give you a cape later. I'll be the Robin to your Batman. Okay. Your Bat people, if you will. There you go, to the Bat yes. people. Well, yeah, we got Batman, Batgirl, you know, she existed to too. Jimmy Olsen to your super folks. Yes, there you go, absolutely. So, yeah, I, you know, in, di- in the diabetes world, there's two, two ways you can approach it. You can be vocal about it mm-hmm. or keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and both are acceptable. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with people that don't stand up and shout from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Um, but as people with diabetes, with, with type 1 diabetes, um, we have an obligation to educate people, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to tell them the difference, uh, to tell them, mind your own damn business, I'm going to eat the donut because I know what I'm doing, um, you know, and, and educate them, not just be rude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we do get a lot of people staring and pointing, oh, you're diabetic. You can't have that. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I see you slipped into those Lycra pants that are a privilege, not a right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so uh, there are two, two ways, and your friend obviously is close to their chest, and, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and, and as a person that wants to do that, as long as somebody – in your group, wherever you are, knows you have type one diabetes. Um, that's okay. I only heard about it from an Instagram post you made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that just never came up. Yeah, and so you know, we we can either shout it from the rooftops or or be quiet about it. But as long as there's somebody that knows, just in case something goes wrong, because sometimes the try as we may to get things perfect, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the shit hits the fan. And next thing you know, you're 40 um, and not thinking and not seeing. And um, the cop thinks you're drunk. Um, I've heard about that. Yeah. You know, for the last, well, last probably eight years, there's been numerous cases every month of people dying in jail cells because Mm -hmm. the cop has pulled them over. They've been hypo. Uh, They may have even told the police officer, I have diabetes. But... A lot of people say I that like to get out of story. it. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, now officers are being retrained um, to at least call 911. If they um, say that. Call the, the EMS and let them come and prove or disapprove it. Um, but, you know, the last thing they want to do is throw somebody in a cell. If you're a diabetic, then I'm the Pope. Nice to meet you, Father. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, so it, it is a problem. But as long as somebody knows, as long as, and, and that's what, um, medical alerts are for. Um, mm-hmm. Some people wear there, some people don't. I have mine on my purse. It's doing your purse a lot and of good. It's on my driver's <laughs> license as well. Okay, um, so I'm just giving fair. you grief. Um, I, I'm giving her grief because I gave her a medical alert. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her a nice, dainty, pretty medical alert. Nice. Um, it's so. hard to work with like at work and stuff because I wear gloves. Well, that's true. Yeah, the gloves, yeah, yeah. Working with my hands yeah. all the time and. That is true. So I'll forgive you. Thanks. Yeah. 
Um, as long as you've got something to identify yourself, and that's yes, that's the important thing as a, as a person with type 1 diabetes, you have something to identify yourself, um, wh whatever it is, whether it's a bracelet or a necklace or, or tattoos. Tattoos are yes, very popular. actually. So, I'm yeah, they put them right here. Soon. I'm going to get it so, right here, type 1. Yeah, diabetes. you put it right there, and you're going to get the – well, you don't know what your diversary is, so you got to get your diversary so you can put the date, established whatever date. Right oh, that's now. cool. I didn't even think about that. I was yeah. just going to put type 1. Yeah. So they, they put cool. it here um, where you would take a pulse yeah. because, because that's where EMTs are going to look. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, eventually I'll, I'll get one. I don't know when, but eventually maybe we'll go together. I don't know. Yes, um, let's. So. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Yeah, we, we, can, we can record a podcast live from the tattoo studio. <laughs> you could do a stick and poke with your finger. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No. We'll, we'll let the. I'll try it. You'll try it. <laughs> so you'll go the the old Polynesian method. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I'll let them do the gun. That's <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, that was our story, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we've got lots more to talk about um, coming up later. Uh, yes. And uh, we're glad you joined us. Please tell a friend, uh, like, subscribe. All those things that you're supposed to do, uh, we would appreciate it. And I think um, our guy Trevor is going to also put this on YouTube at some point. So we'll have that option as well. Um, and uh, so please tell your friends about us. Um, yes, please tell them. Yeah. And uh, share it, like it, do all that fun stuff. All that social media stuff. Be social with your media. Let people know about us. If you have any questions, please feel free to uh, drop us a line. Um, that should be in the show notes. So um, it's uh, that one, number one, type podcast at Gmail. Um, we'll be more than happy to answer any questions you have. We will write you back, one of us. Um, so until then, Thank stay you safe. so much. We'll see you later.